Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 308 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. I appreciate you. I appreciate you're here. I know there are a bazillion other podcasts to listen to, and it means so much that you are here. And also, over the past month or so, I've been talking a lot about the Love Incubator. So thank you for staying with me. I know the Love Incubator is not the right fit or choice for everyone for any number of reasons. So I appreciate you sticking with me as I invite others who it is the right fit for. And just one more time, I promise for this year, this is the absolute final last call for the incubator. And to be honest, I am recording this a couple weeks in advance. So I don't even know if I will have any spots. But the welcome call is this weekend. So if you are interested, and you've been putting it off and you're like, wait, don't start without me, then like you need to email me. Don't even go to the webpage. You need to email me so we can get on the phone and get you in if it is the right fit. You can email me at hello at veronicagrant.com. Okay, so with the Incubator 2022 behind us, I am so excited for this week's episode. So just to remind you the way that I format this podcast on the first and third Thursdays of the month, I do a coaching call podcast. And then on the second podcast of the month, I do a solo episode on a hot topic, something I've been thinking about something that's been coming up in the calls or my clients recently that I just want to, you know, be able to teach to you. And then the fourth Thursday of the month is usually a guest expert interview. And so I'm really excited about today's guest interview, which I'm going to talk about in just one second. But before we get there, I just want to let you know that I am doing podcast coaching call recordings over the next few weeks for the summer and early fall. So if you want some totally free, no strings attached, 
coaching with me. I guess the only string attached is that the call will show up on this podcast. Um, But if you do want to get some free coaching with me, it's about a 20 to 30 minute call or so, then getting on the podcast is a really great way to do that. I know sometimes people can be a little nervous, like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. And everyone knows my business. I try to keep it as anonymous as possible. We can always change your name. I never obviously reveal any identifying information about like where you work or where you live or names or anything like that. And so we can also change your name, never use last names regardless. And it can be a really great way to just get some momentum moving forward. You know, obviously, I work with clients over a long period of time, because I do think it takes time for, you know, real sustainable big changes to to happen. However, if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you're spinning your wheels, it just takes one step in the forward direction to get unstuck. And a coaching call with me can help you just take that one step, maybe even two steps, just so you can get some momentum going. And it can give you some clarity as to whatever your next steps might be. So to sign up for a call, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You'll scroll all the way to the bottom. And at the bottom of the page, there's a little link for you to click that says something along the lines of, do you want to be coached on the podcast? You click that link, it takes you to a Google form, you fill out that Google form, and then my assistant Jess will be in touch with you when we are ready to schedule those sessions. And they are limited. I only do two a month and there's 12 months of the year, so you can do the math. Um, So if you would like to grab one of those spots, again, veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast is the place to be. And I will also put that link in the show notes. And just so you know, the show notes page, we basically copy and paste it for the episode info. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts, you can just um, go to the episode info and all of the links that I ever mention in any episode are always going to be there. You can also go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode and then whatever episode number you're listening to. And that will take you to the show notes page on your browser as well. All right. So today's episode, I don't even remember how I came across Rachel, but I did find her Kickstarter some way or another. And you all know that, especially if you've done the Love Incubator with me, but also if you've just been around the block a time or two with me, you know that I love Oracle cards. And to be clear, Oracle cards are not tarot. Tarot cards have like a very set suit. I didn't know this for a long time. So I'm just telling you in case you don't know. If you do know, then you can just be like, whatever, Veronica, we all know that. Um, But if you don't know, tarot cards and Oracle cards are not the same thing. Oracle cards can be whatever you freaking want them to be, right? Like I have the Animal Spirit deck, um, which is just a bunch of animals, and they all have a little you know, inspiration and meaning behind them. And you can pick a card and then whatever card you get is your inspiration for the day or the question that you're asking or whatever. Whereas a tarot, um, you know, people can have their own spin on tarot cards, but it's much, it's kind of like how you might have like a regular deck of cards, like an, an ace of spades, and then you have that whole suit, and then you have the diamonds and you have whatever. And people can make little themes, like they can make like Harry Potter cards, but it's still going to have like the ace of spades or the two of spades and all that kind of stuff, right? And so tarot is kind of like that as well. There's set suits and there's set cards that are in every single deck and people are just going to have their own spin on kind of the theme or whatever, right? And so I'm just sharing this because my guest today created her own Oracle deck, which I absolutely loved. It's called Messages from Her. I want to tell you a little bit why I was so excited when I 
came across her. So I'm going to share a quick little story. If you are on my newsletter list, I shared this quick little story in the newsletter today. But when I was pregnant, so for those of you who know, I was pregnant a couple years ago, I had a baby, he was a boy. And so when I was pregnant, I was often asked by people, oh, are you having a boy or a girl? And I was having a boy. So we weren't keeping that private or anything. So I shared that I was having a boy. And I couldn't believe the number of times I heard remarks of like, oh, boys are so much easier. Be grateful. Or you're so lucky. Girls are so hard. There's so so much drama, so much emotion. They're too emotional. Just like all of these like really negative, frankly, misogynistic things about girls. And a lot of this was coming from women themselves. And so, you know, I talk a lot about the patriarchy in this podcast. And we think about the patriarchy, we think about, you know, men on women crime, right? Like we talk about violent crime, we can talk about emotional crime, we can also just talk about like, inequality, like in the workplace and relationships and dating, um, how men can get away with things in society that women can't get away with, you know, the hypocrisy there, right? A lot of it is men on women crime, even if it's not the actual man perpetuating a crime on the woman, but it's just like that cultural societal thing that I'm talking about, right? So that happens, of course, for sure. But a lot of the negative effects of the patriarchy are actually girl on girl crime. And so all you have to do is watch an early episode of The Bachelor and you see all sorts of girl on girl crime, like slut shaming and body shaming and emotion shaming, like all of these things, right? And so, and I could go on, maybe I will create a podcast about this. Actually, I probably need to have a guest expert kind of walk me through some of the historical implications of this because this started a long time ago. Um, You know, we could trace it all the way back to, um, you know, burning of the witches and all that kind of stuff, which I won't get into right now at all. But I do believe that part of the patriarchy playbook is divide and conquer, right? Like that's anyone's, any aggressor's playbook, right? You divide and then it's much easier to conquer. And so if a lot of the crime or a lot of the bad things that women have to put up with in society are actually coming from other women, then that creates like that divide and conquer. And so if I'm worried about how I look, and I'm worried about trying to lose a bunch of weight or get like the right mascara or like get Botox to, you know, fix my face or whatever. And also, I don't really trust other women, or I think they're all catty, and I would just rather not hang out with them or whatever, then that leaves me more distracted on other things than doing things that can really change society and really topple the patriarchy. And so I'm kind of going a little bit on a tangent here, but I want to bring this back home to why I wanted to have this guest expert is because she created this beautiful, I mean, really just visually stunning card deck where she picked 44 women from history. And, you know, every every Oracle deck will have a book that goes along with it. So you draw a card and you, you know, you see whichever woman you picked. I know like Oprah, I think is one of them, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, there's lots of others. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. But then you go to the corresponding page in the guidebook, and she shares a little bit of a history of her, and then just some inspiration that you can draw on. Obviously, like, I'm not living Oprah's life or anything, but there's certainly some message or something about her life that I can draw on to inspire something that I'm working on in my own life. And so that's the beauty of the deck. And why I really like it is because it really is celebrating other women. And I know that can kind of sound like, a lot of fluff sometimes. And there's a lot of issues regarding that because I do know that 
just because we all might be women doesn't mean we all had the same experience because, of course, um, sexual orientation and race um, and all that kind of stuff are always also going to play a really big role and change people's experience as a woman based on you know some of the other things that might be identifying factors about themselves. But I really do still think that the point is really valid and so important that part of toppling the patriarchy is that we have got to stop this girl on girl crime. So the slut shaming, the judging, the looking at other people's bodies. And look, we've all done this. I myself am incredibly guilty of this. And I think it just starts with forgiving ourselves and just seeing that we've just been brainwashed. Because again, if we're feeling vulnerable, if we're feeling isolated, if we don't trust other women, or they're the competition or the threat or whatever, then that makes us so much easier to control and be barking up the wrong trees around, you know, unrealistic beauty standards and all this other stuff that really wastes our time and energy and frankly money, rather than using those resources that we have to, you know, again, topple the patriarchy and improve the world that we live in. So that all being said, I am so excited to introduce you to Rachel. I really hope that you will all buy one of her Oracle card decks. I bought my own copy during the Kickstarter. I don't believe the Kickstarter is running anymore, but um, she has all the links that she'll mention in the interview as well. We put it on the show notes. So if you want to pre-order or get on a wait list, I'm sure she has something along those lines. I can't recommend it enough. Again, just go to like her Instagram or her website. We'll put, again, we'll put those links on the show notes, but the card deck, is beautiful. It is so pretty. And I, I know, listen, I'm a, I'm a decaholic, but um, you know, this is this is really, I think, an exceptionally beautiful deck. One more thing that I want to say is give you a little preview to next week's podcast. So I know sometimes things like tarot or oracle decks or astrology or like other things that might be considered more woo-woo or new age can feel you know, a little uncomfortable, or maybe it's not your cup of tea, or maybe you've used those things, but it hasn't really felt right or felt good. I'm going to talk more about that actually next week. So next week is a coaching call. And I actually have a former client coming onto the show. And she was using some um, tarot, and she did a tarot reading and was like, ah, I don't know what this means. And so that episode really dives into if you do want to use these more spiritual or woo kind of tools, How can you use them in a way where you're not giving away your agency or your power over to them? Um, And this also includes, honestly, like more standard religions like Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all of those things, because we can give our power away to all sorts of things and not just like the more new agey woo kind of things. Um, So I'm going to dive a little bit more into that if you're feeling uncertain or unsure or like what does this stuff even do or how can I use it? Like, does it really tell me what's going to happen in my life? And the answer is definitely no, but there are ways that you can use it. So we're going to get more into that next week. So just hang tight for me. And um, I, in the meantime, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Rachel. And the big goal for me, from you listening to this episode is to see how you've internalized some of the patriarchy and how the ways in which you have viewed other women, either in your life or even on TV and the ways that you've judge them and, you know, where does that come from? And, you know, can we move on from that and forgive ourselves, um, you know, for a better world? All right, my dear, without further ado, here's Rachel. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out an hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, the five step strategy to banish anxiety and overwhelm in your love life. So you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. 
It's completely free, and in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and so much more. If you like my style, philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love so you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life. Grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for coming on to the show today. I'm super excited for my audience to get to know you. Thanks for having me. Me too. So I was just telling you, I don't remember how I came across your work and specifically your Kickstarter, which we're going to talk about and the cards that you're creating. But before we get into all of that, I want to unpack a lot of things. Uh, Can you just tell my audience a little bit about who you are and the work that you do in the world? Sure. So I think I can call myself a writer now, but that's pretty fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm working on getting my first book out into the world, which has a correlating card deck. And, you know, writing for me has always been a part of my life, but it hasn't been a part of my professional life. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I had some extra time on my hands and turned that time into creating this project in my kind of normal day-to-day life, how I operate in the world. I have a business and I work with ethically made clothing companies, doing consulting and sales for them. And I usually spend a fair amount of time on my side, like painting and sometimes I teach breathwork classes. And so I usually have something else going on besides my regular business that feels a little more like creative and spiritual to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited because everyone who listens to my podcast, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people know that I'm a little bit of a decaholic meaning like I see a cool deck and I'm, t- I'm referring for everyone listening, I'm referring to Oracle decks. So to be clear, Oracle decks are not the same thing as like tarot. Tarot is like, like a suit and a set of cards. It's like, you know, ace of spades or not really that, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Whereas you created this Oracle deck, which I so love. Um, can you just briefly describe what it is just so we're not like speaking in code and then we'll unpack it from there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, Oracle decks can be about any different subject. So at one point, a few years ago, I was playing with an Oracle deck and I think it was maybe elements of nature. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, how amazing would this be for me if it was real life women who would really change the world? It was kind of a bridge between inspiration and women's history. So the whole set of messages from her is it's a 44 card set. So it features 44 women. And then there's a hardcover book that goes with the card deck. And that's, uh, so every woman that's in the deck has a correlating two pages about her. So there's an inspirational passage, there's a quote by her, and then a page about her history. So it's a whole set, you know, it comes in like a magnetic box and the cards are in a little velvety bag, but yeah, like you said, it is different than tarot. It doesn't have like whatever the meaning is to you. That's what the meaning is. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's how I like to roll. (laughs) So where did you, first, where did you get the idea for this? Cause I think it's so brilliant. You know, I think it came in layers. Um, probably seven years ago or so, I had a teacher ask me how I felt about being a woman and what I thought about other women. And I realized I hadn't actually consciously thought about that in my life, which was a real surprise, actually. And 
at that point, it began to open me up to just paying more attention about how I felt in the company of other women, learning little interesting things about women. You know, it's kind of like once a light is turned on to some sort of part of life or idea that you haven't been paying attention to, it starts to show up a lot. So I think that was kind of like the seed that was planted for this project. And then, like I said, there was this point a few years ago where I'd go to a coffee shop, I'd go to a friend's house, I'd go to yoga class, like anywhere I went, there was an Oracle deck. And I really appreciated the way that it could help me, like using an Oracle deck could help me slow down and kind of get more in touch with myself. And like I said, like one day there was just this aha moment of like, I should make one of these about real women. And I went and looked around and I couldn't find one. So I decided to just go ahead and make it. That's awesome. I I love that. I think that's what inspires a lot of people. It's like, I was looking for this thing and it didn't exist. So I was like, all right, I guess that's on me. Um, I'll I'll do it. Um, I want to go back to communities of women. And this is like fresh in my mind because I literally this morning that we're recording this, I was just writing an email on female friendships and the female wound. And obviously things can happen in our own lives that can create the female wound, like the whole like mean girl thing for sure. But then also I think we live in, obviously we live in a patriarchal world. That's not surprising or not surprising, but that's old news. (laughs) Um, But part of what that patriarchy. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What he does is it drives these wedges, you know, between women and groups of women. And I mean, this goes all the way back to like, you know, I mean, you could really trace this back far in history, like around like accusing each other of being a witch to like keep yourself safe and da 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 da. So um, I'm just kind of curious of your own personal experience with that and what it's been like for you in terms of relating to other women and other females and how this deck might have been some healing for you in that. Yeah, it's been really surprising to me how much it's um how much the project has taught me. You know, it was a fun idea. Like I literally thought, like, oh, fun idea. I should, you know, it'll be pretty, it'll be it'll be fun. And then (laughs) the impact it's had on me learning about the lives of these women and how like, you know, the goal is to celebrate these women. So it's really trained me to celebrate other women more. And I think, you know, the time that I was growing up in, and I think it's getting better and better. I think little girls that are being raised now, there'll be, you know, there are like women's history books and they really teach you from a young age to look at what women have done and celebrate them and be more communal with other girls and women in your life. But that wasn't consciously taught to me when I was a child. So I think the natural thing that I learned was the more kind of unconscious patterns that you're talking about, where we look at other women in a more like competitive light. So I I don't think that I, like, I, I can look back and think 
or, or have memories of looking at another woman or looking at a girlfriend and always thinking like, well, they're better at that. I'm better at this, like kind of having a little bit of separation between myself and another, just by kind of classifying like the things that they did and the things that I did. It wasn't so much necessarily like um, an internal criticism of other women, but there was definitely a comparative lens. And so the whole working on this whole project has really began, like, it feels like my brain is actually being retrained (laughs) as to how I look at other women and um, look at them as kind of like examples of what's really possible. And, you know, just in a more inspiring light and really like letting them be exactly who they are and celebrating for that and letting myself be exactly who I am and being more comfortable with that. Cause we're actually all meant to be different in those ways instead of kind of dividing us up in those ways, if that makes sense. Totally. I feel like there's this phenomenon like in our world where we can really like love somebody, like whether it's just like on a micro level, like an influencer or like someone like who's really huge, like Michelle Obama or whatever. And then we like them until they get too much success or too famous. Then it's like, oh, they're getting a little big for their britches. And, um, and I find that only happens among like female celebrities. I don't really sense that there's like this, like kind of idea behind men influencers or, or whatever. So I just, I love that you're, that you made this deck and I can't wait to get my deck. Um, who was a woman who like surprised you the most or that you really liked the most or just something the most that really stood out? Yeah. I mean, it's super hard to answer that because yeah. I mean, it's already hard just picking 44 women, right? I could have, yeah. I have a spreadsheet of way more than 44 women and I'd love to write a second edition that tells more of the stories of, you know, women that maybe, like I picked a lot of really well-known women in the deck because yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get people kind of interested in the project and interested in women's history and empowerment and all of that. But there are a lot of women that have not had their story told much. And so it'd be great to, to do more of that. But you know, there's, there's usually like a little nugget about each of the women in the deck that I really walk away loving. Like I love that when uh, Madonna came to New York, she had $35 to her name. And I'm like, Oh my God, how, like (laughs) if she could do everything she did with $35, what can I do? You know? Mm -hmm. And um, so, like I said, there's little nuggets about everyone. There are a couple people that in particular, I'm just kind of surprised that we don't know their story more. Like there's this woman named Jane Adams and she was born into a really wealthy family in the 18th, late 1800s. And she didn't want to follow the standard path of like marrying a man and having kids and becoming kind of a socialite. And so she took all of her money and invested it into this giant complex in Chicago and turned it into housing for like all different groups of people um, from every kind of background and every kind of like level of wealth to poverty. And she, it was like a whole city block. And then on the whole first floor of this complex, she built out like clinics and boys clubs and girls clubs and after work training and like every kind of social service you can imagine, she built that into this building. And then she did these studies about the impact that all of these services had on people for years. And then she rolled that over to like, she showed that to the government and convinced the government to essentially create social services. Like everything that she did created social services in this country. She was the most well-known woman in the world when she died. Like she traveled the world advocating for taking care of people and helping people really kind of rise up out of their, just whatever situations they were in. And just like, I had never heard of her. So I was so surprised that there are these people that have changed, like fundamentally changed the way the world works. And I had never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I want to 
It's not totally switching gears. My guess is there's probably a connection or a thread because there always is. But when I was researching slash stalking you <laughs> before I invited you onto my podcast, um, you had this post. It might have been actually your personal Instagram, but basically like, hey, y'all, I haven't posted here in a while, but I did two big things. You know, over the course of the pandemic, I wrote a book, you know, which is what we're talking about. And then also, shoot, now I don't have the exact quote, but basically like, you made your relationship work, even if it was like really, or not make it work, but like you really grew it even <laughs> in spite of like the pandemic and like, you know, being stuck inside with like the same person 24 seven. And it's funny to me. I mean, obviously this is a podcast about dating and relationships, but it's not like, it's like in the mind of like healing and growth. It's not like do this, text this, say this, and you'll be fine. Because then it's like, you get into these relationships and it's like, how do you navigate it? If you haven't had the healthy, solid foundation anyways. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is you know, when you tell someone you write a book, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Congratulations. You know what I mean? But then we don't necessarily have the same kind of view as a relationship. It's like dating is all of the work. And then like, once you get into the relationship, it's like game over, like just right off into the sunset. And so, so I would just love, cause you know, a lot of women in my community don't necessarily have firsthand examples of how healthy relationships work or navigate through conflict and all that kind of stuff. So whatever you want to share, I'd love for you to, you know, uh, peel back the curtain a little bit and share a little bit about, you know, some of the biggest pieces that made your relationship, not just work, but really thrive and grow under, you know, pretty difficult circumstances, one might say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've all been in a kind of unique pressure cooker and whatever different way it manifests for us. Yeah. So I think I said something like I was really proud of myself for writing a book and keeping my relationship together through the pandemic. I think that's what you're referring to. Um, You know, and my partner, he's a wonderful man. He's particularly more extroverted than me. So I think the pandemic was, has been harder on him than Mm me. And, you know, I mean, I'm trying to just like tease out of my brain, what thing I could say about how the last couple of years have gone for us, but we were actually supposed to get married in March of 2020, about like one week after everything shut down. So it was a really quick pivot for us. We were like, we had just traveled to Australia to meet his extended family. We were like about to get married and, you know, all of our family was going to come. So we were in this kind of like joyful, expansive state. And then the pandemic just came and shut everything down. So it was an incredibly stark contrast from where we were. And, you know, I'd love to tell you like, oh, it was, you know, it was challenging, but we were graceful in these ways. It wasn't graceful for a while. It was really painful for a while. Like we, we're in a situation that obviously none of us have been in, you know? And so we hadn't experienced each other in that state because we hadn't done it. (laughs) I hadn't experienced myself in the state of going through a pandemic from where my life was to suddenly changing. He hadn't either. And we didn't know each other in that place, you know? And we had been together for, I think, four years at that point, but it was still different, you know? So... Gosh, I feel like (laughs) if I didn't have a good relationship with myself and my own spiritual path, it would have been really challenging for me to trust that we were going to just kind of find our way through that patch. We were processing things in really different ways. And I just like, I literally like prayed a lot and I wrote a lot being like, you know, help me get through this time. Help me understand what's going on for him. Help me have patience because patience is often a skill that's needed in a long-term relationship. And 
I think once the dust settled a little bit and we were able to kind of come back together after some of just the shock of how much everything had changed, we really learned that we had to learn new communication tools that we hadn't been taught, you know, and I'm always, I'm always thinking about the things like one of my personal fascinations are the things that were not taught that are so necessary in our world, right? Like I was taught how to square dance in school, but I wasn't taught how to manage (laughs) finances, right? I was like taught all of this random stuff at Girl Scouts, but I wasn't taught how to actually communicate with people in healthy ways during conflict. And so, you know, I think we had one form of our relationship and our, that, that one form had to grow and evolve. And sometimes I think sometimes those growing and evolving patches can be pretty uncomfortable and you don't exactly know what's going to happen on the other side. So, you know, being committed and being willing to learn new skills yourself, if you have a partner that's also willing to learn new skills, you know, you can continue to evolve into a new version of your relationship instead of having to end it when things seem like suddenly they're not matching up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, the word that kept coming up for me as you were sharing, and I don't know if this word in particular resonates, but just this word of, not, it's not even a word, it's more of a phrase, like letting go or letting go of control. Because one of the most important lessons I've learned in maintaining long-term relationships is that, especially in the tough times, you have to basically like put it on the sacrificial altar, meaning like you have to be willing to let it go in order to potentially save it. Because otherwise you're coming from this place of like trying to control and not lose it at all costs. But in the, in that sense, you usually tend to lose yourself or lose your own sense of your own needs and boundaries or desires or whatever it is. And so for me, like when you're talking about like, you know, just praying and trusting, like that's what I got from, I don't know if that resonates to you or or not. Yeah, no, it does resonate. And I think, you know, one thing that you mentioned was like letting go of control and I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't super easy for me at that time. I feel yeah. like there was so much. I don't think it ever is, but yeah. maybe, maybe for some people, but I don't know, not me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with certain aspects of life, I think I'm better at it than others. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how anyone gets through life period without a sense of like a, some connection to something greater than themselves and being able to surrender and trust. And <laughs> especially these days, you know, I don't know what I would do without it. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. It's just like everything that goes through life, it's just like another lesson on like, you know, releasing control and surrendering. One thing that I'm curious about is, so in, in my community, I hear a lot from either clients or, you know, some in the com- community where they think that, you know, oh, they have like this business goal or like a career aspiration and they want to figure that out first and then they'll be ready to date or be in a relationship or it's the other way around. It's like, well, I want to do this business or career thing, but I want to be in a relationship first and then do, and then do that. So I'm curious how, cause in my experience, I don't know if it's been the same with, with yours, but if my business, like my business and relationship have, uh, what's the word, um, like have been symbiotic. Is that the right word? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm to think yeah. of, um, they've, they've both supported, and been able to feed off each other, like in a mutually beneficial way. And so I'm curious if this project has felt like that with your relationship. And basically what I'm trying to get to is like, do you have to pick one at a time or, or are there success stories where, you know, both can grow, both can do their own thing and, you know, help each other at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, there's kind of a lot of, there's you can go in a lot of directions on that one, but yeah, I think, you know, I'm, 
I'm always curious when people are like, well, I'll do that. Like, I'll be ready for that when, you know, I feel like there's always a question around that of like, is that just another way of delaying something that you're like, if you're like, I need to do this business now and I'll do the relationship later. Like, is it really that you need to do the relationship later? Or is it that some part of you feels safer in the work and you're delaying the relationship or totally. So there's, there's like, you know, like I said, there's always curiosity for me around statements like that. And I would say, you know, the answer as far as can things happen at the same time, like, can you have a great relationship and have a great business and go after your goals in this way and be thriving relationally? Like, I think you definitely can. And I think, well, yeah, yeah. I'm curious, like how, how it happened or how it showed up for you, I guess those two things in your life. Yeah. It's been honestly a mix for me. There have been times Mm -hmm. where I feel like the relationship has needed me to like grow and heal things inside of myself to be in a kind of next level relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to pull back some of my focus on other things in my life. And there have been times where like my partner is a really great designer. So I like, I designed the book and I designed the box for this whole project, but there are some skills that he's just better at than me. So sometimes he's sitting down and he's like actually helping me and teaching me things and helping me move my aspirations along. And so, you know, it's not a yes or no answer. It's like, yeah. it's different at different times for me. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like paying attention, I think when I'm in relationship in particular, I just have to slow down and keep more aligned with like what my real goals and intentions and desires are. Cause I can, sometimes when I'm with someone else, I feel like some of theirs can start to get mixed into my, like, it's like my water is this color, their water is this color and some <laughs> drops get into mine. And suddenly I'm just not seeing as clearly what it is that I want to do. So, you know, professionally and with my own personal goals, while I'm in a relationship, I ha- I just have to slow down and be more reflective and be more intentional and like take extra time writing and make sure I don't just get caught up in, you know, giving more energy to the relationship than I might want to, or taking on some of his ideals or his professional goals, like in, in kind of a subtle way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think, I think for me, like there's something about doing this work that really just has me aligned with my soul purpose, my rising sign. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And I think that version of me is best suited to be in the relationship with my husband. Like, you know, when I don't feel like I have some sort of goal or thing that I'm working towards, then it's like, I'm like wandering around, like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyways, thank you for, for sharing that. So where can my listeners buy the deck, find you connect with you? Cause I know you do, as you said at the beginning, a lot of different things in the world. So tell us all of that. Um, well, the, the deck is just messages from her.com. So that's the easiest way. Um, and I have an Instagram account that's her underscore messages for that project. And I'm very infrequently on social media myself. So <laughs> I would just look for me and the project there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am on Instagram, but like it's total peer pressure if I'm being totally honest. So my people know like newsletters and podcasts is the best place to find me by far. So I totally get that. Um, but for everyone listening, I hope you get this deck. I'm so excited about it. Um, I purchased mine and I think what would you say? May 
or or that was the early bird thing or the fast delivery thing, right? Exactly. There's going to be a hundred units that get delivered in May and then the rest should be here by um, August, but hopefully a little bit earlier. It just depends on shipping delays. Yeah. yeah. So people can go onto the site and either like pre-order or wait, wait list or do whatever, you know, depending on when they're listening or if they're listening way after then it's already going to be available because, you know, people listen to podcast episodes years after they go up. So anyways, um, well, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you. And um, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. One more thing. You may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, Five Steps to Ending Overwhelm and Anxiety in Dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships. You'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated, and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available or toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life. And of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.